0: Hey folks, I know you could be listening to one of a million different podcasts right now and I am super grateful you picked this one. Welcome to The Human Show. I'm your host, Trish, a holistic life coach and a mom navigating this complex world of human emotions. Here we will share stories, insights, research, and information to help you step into the most true version of yourself so you can be A happy human. Now let's get into it. Okay, so I checked in on a friend recently who was going through a difficult time. And I sent her a text and said, hey, how how are things? How are you doing? And she said, oh, I'm good. I'm keeping busy you know, I'm working a lot. I got some extra hours at work. I'm working out a lot. I'm keeping busy. So it's all good. And this reminded me of just how many of us avoid our feelings. Typically when they're uncomfortable feelings. Sometimes we will call them bad feelings or bad emotions. I don't want to feel bad emotions. Well, the fact is they're not good or bad all emotions are okay. I'll say it again for the people in the back. All emotions are okay. Everything you feel is okay. Emotions are not good or bad or right or wrong. Now, there is a big difference between feelings and actions. While anything you feel is okay, actions, I like to say, can either be helpful or harmful. So let's say you're angry with someone and you punch them in the face. Well, feeling angry, that's okay. The punching is the action, and that is a harmful action. So in this situation, I'd probably say walking away would be the helpful action. Anyway, I just wanted to make that clear. It's especially good to make that clarification if you're telling kids that everything they feel is okay. It's important for them to understand the difference between Feelings and actions. Okay, so instead of, you know, good, bad, positive, negative, let's just call them comfortable and uncomfortable. Uncomfortable emotions are things like sadness, grief, fear, anger, nervousness, embarrassment, things like that. And we don't feel good when we have those emotions. Maybe we feel tense or heated shaky, whatever it is, we don't like the way it feels. So when we feel that, we do whatever we can to get away from it. And for a lot of us, the default is to dismiss or suppress or distract. So when we dismiss, we are pushing out the feeling because we believe it doesn't deserve our time it's not worth our time so we we push that feeling aside when we suppress it we bury the feeling because we feel it doesn't even deserve to exist and or we feel the other person in the situation their feelings are more important so our feelings are not important enough come to light so we we squash them we bury them when we distract we put our attention on anything else. Anything else but that feeling, because it is too uncomfortable to pay attention to that emotion, whether it's yours or someone else's. Oh, hey, it sounds like a perfect time for Who Said That? 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 Today's Who Said That is brought to you by the letter F. Thank you, F. So the quote for today is, what comes from turning our back to the heaviness inside? It destroys us. It is not the pain that ruins my child. It is the things we do to avoid the pain. This quote comes from an episode of a Netflix series called A Letter for the King. It was only one season. I watched watch it with my kids. I really enjoyed it. It was about a group of teenage kids trying to become knights and all of the trials and tribulations they had to endure to try to become knights. And the main character, on his journey, he ended up at a monastery and a monk was helping him train in sword fighting. And he, the monk hands him this sword And he can't even pick it up. It's so heavy. And the monk is asking him, what are you carrying? What are you carrying that is weighing you down? And basically, it was grief. You know, he had been through a lot. He lost both his parents. And when he looked at it and accepted it, that he was carrying loss, then he was able to pick up the sword. Anyway. It was a cool show. I enjoyed it. That scene was really great. The monk's monologue was just moving, I thought. So so let's say you are in pain because a relationship ended. You're heartbroken, feeling heartbroken, sex. So of course, you try to avoid it because you don't feel you don't want to feel that. So you start putting more time and energy into work. You start going out socially more often maybe you spend more time at the gym you're just going 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 essentially it's like you're trying to outrun the pain well what's going to happen your stress levels will rise your fatigue will increase and potentially a slew of other health issues because all the things you're doing to avoid feeling the pain are wearing you down So when we're trying to avoid an uncomfortable feeling, it's like we think if we just keep moving, it won't catch us, right? It's the keeping moving that drains us. It hurts us mentally. It hurts us physically. Sometimes we're so afraid of how much the emotional pain will hurt. We end up causing ourselves so much other pain by working so hard to avoid it. Okay, I want to go back to the dismiss, suppress, distract concept, because I think for so many of us, this is the default response to uncomfortable emotions. When this is our default, it affects how we interact with others. We get defensive, we get reactive, maybe even confrontational. Let's say someone says something and you think, how could they say that? Like, how dare they? We feel like we've been disrespected or dismissed or invalidated, and we get defensive because we're like, they don't have the right to treat me that way. When we do this, we are projecting. It is not about the other person, because the one who has been disrespecting, dismissing, or invalidating us is us. Think about it. When you have an uncomfortable feeling, anger, sadness, fear, nervousness, whatever, and you dismiss or suppress it, you are invalidating yourself. When this is your default, you are just walking around subconsciously feeling invalidated. So when you say something like, I'm so mad about that, and someone else responds with, oh, that's stupid, don't be mad. You're going to react. You're going to get defensive, tense. You might think something like, F you, Not stupid, you're stupid, something <laughs> reactive like that. And guess what? It has nothing to do with that person or what they said. It has everything to do with you. You've got to validate yourself, you've got to honor your feelings. When you walk around expecting other people to validate you, you're going to regularly be disappointed. When you practice validating yourself, what other people say will just roll off. So what do we do? How do we feel our feelings? The way you move through an emotion is to feel it, to feel it, to look at it, to sit with it. What does that mean, sit with it? Well, it means to just let yourself feel whatever emotion is coming up. Like literally sit and allow whatever needs to come up, space to come up. Maybe it's sadness. Maybe you're trying to avoid sadness. So when you have a few minutes to be alarmed with some privacy, think about, Why you're sad? What is this thing you feel sadness around? Run through it all in your mind and let the emotion come up. Maybe you'll start crying. Maybe you'll feel angry. Whatever it is, just allow it. You know, I think crying, especially, is such a great way to release and move emotions because emotions are energy. So, When we suppress our emotions, it's like we're trapping that energy inside. When we allow and accept our emotions, we are facilitating the movement of that energy. And it can move through and out of us. And crying is a great way to get that energy to move. Now, if your default is to invalidate your uncomfortable emotions, then you probably encourage others To do the same. If you struggle to sit with your own feelings, then you will struggle to sit with others. So I want you to start noticing when this happens. For example, when someone you love is upset, you might say something funny to distract them. Maybe you'll try to change the subject. Maybe you'll tell them to focus on some positive things. I just want you to start noticing. When you find yourself, Doing one of these things, just make a mental note. Because if you're doing this with others, you are probably doing it with yourself. So, what can we do instead? Well, here are a few simple ways to start practicing validating others. Number one, I get that. So, this is a line I use often. If you're not sure what to say in response to someone's feelings, you can just say, yeah, I get that. Because what you're saying is, I heard you, and what you're feeling is valid. So when you're not sure what to say, say, I get that. And then just, just let them talk. Number two, that sounds really hard. I also use this line a lot. This can cover a lot of different situations. When something, someone's going through something challenging and they're upset, and they tell you, you might feel like, oh crap, I don't, I don't even know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to say. You can just say, "Ooh, that sounds really hard. And again, you're letting them know you heard them, and what they're feeling is valid. Number three, mirroring. This may seem like really simple, but it can be really effective in helping someone process their emotions. For example, someone says to you, so mad at my friend. She said, blah, blah, blah. You respond with, oh, your friend said, blah, blah, blah. And they say, yes. And then they go on and on. I feel like she doesn't even care about me. You respond, oh, you think she doesn't care about you? This is also called reflection. And it's actually something I use in coaching sessions. When someone hears their own words back to them, it can really help them move through things. And it's another form of validation. So you can try this with anyone. Uh, It's also a great way to just practice attentive listening. Because when you're reflecting back, they know you heard them. Number four, asking questions. Let's say your friend tells you they're really nervous about a job interview. and you know, a lot of us might say something like, oh, don't be nervous. You're going to be great. And I'm here to tell you that's really not helpful. So try this instead. Someone tells you, I'm really nervous about this job interview. Ask a question. Wow, which part are you most nervous about? And they might say, I don't know, the boss seems really tough or, you know, the it's a big HR team and I think I may have to talk to a lot of people or whatever it is, you know? When you ask questions, again, you're validating this nervous feeling and you're giving them space to work through it. Also, it's another way to let them know you're hearing them when you, when you ask questions about what they've said. So what I want to point out here is that you can use all of these techniques with yourself. When you are struggling, when you're feeling some uncomfortable emotion that you're trying to avoid, you can use any or all of these techniques on yourself. So you say what you're feeling. I'm so mad at her. I can't believe she said that. It's like she doesn't even care about me. Then pause and respond. Yeah, I get it. I know what that feels like. So, you think she doesn't care about you? Now, yeah, this is you talking to yourself. And if you're not someone that is comfortable talking to yourself, like I am, you can try just imagining the conversation. And again, this is a conversation between you and you. So you can imagine it. You can imagine yourself saying what you're upset about. And then, another you response with any of these techniques. Now, if that also feels weird or difficult, try writing it down. Get out a piece of paper, a notebook, or use the memo or notes app on your phone. Write down all the stuff you're feeling. Then go back and read it. Okay, Read this as if you just got this text from your friend and they're telling you all the stuff they're upset about. Okay, imagine you're reading this from a friend. And then respond as if you were responding to a friend. What would you text back to them using the techniques I just mentioned? If feeling and honoring your emotions is new to you, I get it. I spent most of my life suppressing my emotions. When I finally did learn about it, it got easier. more i practiced so it may feel really challenging at first but believe me it will get easier as you practice if you try any of the tips i mentioned i'd love to hear about it so drop me a comment let me know how it goes and that's it for today so thank you again for joining me and remember you are enough just as you are and you are loved make a great day